1212, I go by the name of DJ Wood, and you're now listening to the original Jeek Podcast. Let's go! Ready to make an entrance, so backward! What up, Jeeks? Welcome back to another episode of the original Jeek Podcast. I am your host, and my name is Rockin' Mr. Magic. And I am so excited to uh, be dropping things in the background, but I'm more excited to be here with you today for this episode. So let's kick it off because I am flying solo today. So we're going to be talking about two things today. One quick hit topic, and then we are primarily going to be talking about She-Hulk episode one. So let's go. Quick topic for today. NBA star Zion Williamson says that 80% of current NBA players watch anime. He said this via a GQ article. Now, as as the original Jeek, as someone who's been watching anime his entire life, I just have to say, I'm so proud. So proud. I'm so proud of that stat. I don't know how realistic that stat is, but it just, it tugs on an old Jeek's heart. It really does. It's awesome be, to see more and more of anime become more and more mainstream. Uh, Zion, I don't even, I, is he a Zion even 20, 21 years old now? I, I don't even know how old he is. He's a young man. And he grew up in an era. He's 22, and he grew up in an era. So born in 2000, the man grew up in an era of anime. And older brothers or cousins and uncles and aunts uh, around him probably were watching Toonami and watching Dragon Ball and watching Naruto and watching Yu Yu Hashiko and watching you know, uh, Tenchi Muyo and Big O and anything else that was on the Cartoon Network Toonami lineup and watching Adult Swim and you know animation like The Boondocks, which had some anime inspiration. Uh, that's just, to me, you know, we've got all these young guys who were born in the late 90s, early 2000s that are in the NBA, and part of their culture bubble is anime. And for that number, to his estimation, to be 80% is just way too freaking cool. Man, it just warms my heart. And I would love to know what Zion Williamson's favorite anime is. Because that would be interesting to see what someone from that time frame uh, views as their, their favorite anime. 
But I want to know what you think of that 80% number, y'all. Is is 80%? Do you think that's a, too high? you think that's right on, right on the level, maybe too low? Tell me what you think. So that is really just super exciting. You know, it makes me giddy. I don't know how giddy it makes you, but just to have such a, a jeek-tastic factoid, opinionoid, whatever you, you want to call it, um, out here in the NBA is just super dope. Super, super dope. But we are going to move to our main topic for this episode, and that is a review of She-Hulk, episode one. So, to start non-spoiler review, um, man, I'm going to give this a little bit of a, I'm going to give this a rating of, out of six, I'm going to give this episode, I'm going to give this, uh, I'm going to say a, oh man, I'm going to give it a five out of six, you know, I'm going to give it a five, five out of six. Uh, it's it was good, it was fun, and I enjoyed it. Uh, obviously, it's not perfect, and we're gonna go over that in a moment. But this was an enjoyable episode, and, and it set the table, I think, for a lot of things moving forward. So, this is now your official spoiler warning, and anything I say past this time is gonna be spoiling the show. So, if you haven't seen episode one of She-Hulk, this will be the time to pause, watch the show, and then come back and resume from here. So here we go. Episode one of She-Hulk gives us a start of, uh, we see Tatiana Malsani, uh, Jennifer Walters. Um, we see her in her law office practicing um, a closing argument in front of uh, colleagues, and as they as they leave and they're like to leave, about to leave the office, uh, we get our first fourth wall break where Jennifer addresses the audience uh, that she is uh, indeed a Hulk, um, and that we are then get transferred into a flashback to the She-Hulk origin here for the uh, the MCU. Uh, we're shown Bruce and Jennifer in the jungle uh, in a car. Bruce explains that he's in his Bruce form because he has an inhibitor um, prototype that's keeping him as Bruce Banner. And as they're Driving and, and bantering, uh, a Sakarian ship drops right in front of them, causing Jen to lose control, uh, go down. Of course, there's a cliff because there's always a cliff on those type of roads. And they are in a, and the car crashes, causing injury to, to both of them. She is, uh, she's cut open. Um, Bruce is also cut open. And Jen is impacted the least in this crash so she gets out of the car first she helps bruce get out bruce is telling her to stay away 
Uh, but, you know, in shock and in panic, she doesn't hear him. And some of Bluth's blood drips into Jennifer's uh, wounds and resulting in her taking in his gamma radiated blood. And see this, um, this is an interesting depart from the comic book origin of She-Hulk, but it's still closely related, which I think is uh, a great twist for the MCU. And because in the comics, there is an accident and blend, blend, (laughs) and Jen needs a blood transfusion that Bruce is only able to give her because he's the only blood type that is around. So they do the transfusion, and because of the transfusion, Jen gets uh, Hulk powers. Here, it's an accidental transfusion, but it works in the same context of the origin. Blood transfers from Bruce to Jen. She becomes a Hulk just you know, in a more concise way of telling the story, which, uh, which definitely works. Uh, so I, I give kudos to to Feige and the team for truncating the story to fit within a you know twenty some odd minute sitcom episode. Well, well done by Marvel there. So after Jen is uh, changed by the blood, she you know she hulks out. She doesn't know what's going on. She ends up escaping and running through the woods. Um, Next time we see her, she has returned to her Jennifer Walters form, uh, stumbling into a bar. After she is, uh, she's in the bathroom, and a a group of girls do this really cool, um, it's not a girl power thing, but a, a, look out for the homegirl moment, even though they didn't know her, and everybody plays a part in cleaning Jen up um, while they're in the bathroom. One, you know, does her face, cleans her face up, does her hair, throws, uh, you know, a spare accessory uh, on her shoulders uh, to, to make her presentable. Um, and that's pretty much because they assume that she has been, you know, beaten by... Uh, by some, by some man, boyfriend, husband, etc. Um, she, after they clean her up, she calls Bruce on the phone, waits outside, where she is then uh, harassed by several men, uh, which causes her to to hulk out. Um, and before you know, she can harm them. She's she's not like in full control of her hulkness, but before she can really do anything, uh, Bruce arrives. She uh, wakes up, and after that, in her human form again, but this time she is in Mexico at Bruce's hideaway. Um, Bruce is in his, you know, smart hulk form, and he tries to explain to her what happened and that her life is now going to be completely different because now she is a hulk. From this point, it 
gets to where Bruce is, you know, busy trying to explain what life is going to be like, explaining why he could, he's not really going to be able to make her a device because his little prototype is destroyed. Um, and the only thing that's going to help her is to uh, train to control the Hulk in, inside her uh, because Bruce is uh, going completely based off of his own experience. And pretty much without giving Jen a choice, they start to, he tells you know, we're going to start training. He wants to train her mind, train her body. And it, because he knows, you know, what he had to deal with for years to try to control the Hulk within. So they begin training, which goes extremely easy for, for Jen. Um, and as a, as a train, um, Bruce it's, it's revealed um, by Jen being able to show that she can change back and forth uh, with ease that Jen does not have a Hulk personality. She doesn't have that split personality that, that Bruce had to, to merge. Uh, where with Bruce Banner and the Hulk, Jen is still Jen mentally, whether she is in She-Hulk form or in Jennifer Walters form, which is a surprise for Bruce. Um, and should be should have been a big realization for him that things were going to be different for her than for him. They didn't become Hulks the same way, um, and it makes sense that Bruce would have to deal with more um, of a severe mental dissociation because of how he became Hulk compared to you know Jen becoming Hulk via blood transfusion. Um, and even the comics, they, it kind of explains the fact that Jen um, is not as strong as, as Bruce is and such because uh, she wasn't blasted with gamma radiation like he was. She you know, had the blood transfusion, so it's, um, I'm going to use processed as a word, even though it's not processed, but, you know, it had, it's, it's, it was a different way of getting that, so it's uh filtered processed um so her her powers are significant still but less than than bruce's so she's able to you know she's able to control it more because you know she was not bombarded with the same amount of gamma radiation that he was so um you know jen is being able to do and complete these trainings and things that Bruce is expecting her to struggle with. She's doing it easily. And he, which is again, you know, was surprising to him. And then, you know, he, um, as he's trying to get her to control her anger, um, you know, she mentions that she's, she's calling, she's all herself. Just like when Bruce, you know, was able to control it in, uh, in the Avengers by saying he's always angry. Um, Jen is kind of the same way by expressing that she's always angry. She's always having to deal with controlling anger from being catcalled or being uh, taken as less than in her profession, uh, being looked to, looked down upon as a woman, um, just in society. Period. So she has to. She already has her own kind of always angry mode that allows her to 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 be in control. 
which is a, another revelation for, for Bruce in that, you know, the anger that he has to deal with and such is completely different from, you know, what his cousin has to deal with. So after a scuffle where, you know, some people are looking at this scuffle and like, oh, Bru- you know, Bruce is, was nerfed or she, you know, she beat him. I don't look at this fight scene. It's not even a fight scene. It's a scuffle that way. Um, he he wasn't going all out against her. Um, you know, when she stepped it up, you know, he kind of tried to check her, um, especially in the with the clap scene uh, where, you know, he does the, the Hulk clap. He, he wasn't going all out. He, you know, and again, this, you know, he was fighting a smart Hulk. He wasn't Hulk, Hulk, you know, completely rage monster, you know, out of control. Uh, so I, I don't feel that, you know, this is a bad thing for, for Bruce's character at all. Uh, I think it's, I think it's completely fine. And again, he, he, you know, he's, his mind's in control and he wasn't going all out. And I think they did a good job making evident that he wasn't going all out. He wasn't trying to hurt her. So they have a scuffle. And, you know, after they wreck uh, his little cantina, um, you know, Bruce pretty much reluctantly is like, all right, it's, you know, you're a grown woman. You have a life that you want to get back to. I can't keep you here. You know, and she decides to, she goes home to, uh, to her family and her life. Um, when she returns, uh, it's pretty much the only people who know that she is a Hulk is our Bruce, um, her family, and then her best friend, uh, her Nikki, who's her, her paralegal. So at the end of the episode, um, Jen is in court. She is delivering a you know, her arguments, and then Titania bursts through the wall, and Nikki looks at her and is like, hey, you know, you kind of need to hulk out here, um, because Titania is just, you know, just wreaking havoc, so, um, but before she transfers, she takes off those, takes off her shoes, I think the red bottoms, um, takes her shoes off, turns into She-Hulk, and takes out titanium with one punch which I'm gonna I'm gonna say I did not like I did not like the one punch takedown of titanium because um, to me it, it does nothing for titanium uh, I know I'm it's, this is sounding like a, a pro wrestling portion but I mean you, you she's supposed to be she's a big villain she's a constant uh, villain a rival villain of she-hulk and a one punch knockout i mean that that does nothing for that character how is she supposed to be a challenge in the future um unless this was just a one shot of titania for fan service and even so like she just got punked she got sunned she got owned and it looked it was it was choppy um it looked comic booky but it was choppy uh, but just that one punch, I'm like, you can't bring her back and act like she's a threat now because you took her out with one punch, you know? So 
to me, that that just I did not like that because to me, you've ruined Titania as a threat. She's she's not a threat. She's the same as any you know street level criminal now. She can be taken out with one punch. Um, you know that just that doesn't help anything for me story wise. So I I did not like that personally, but um, but she takes out Titania. Um, and then, she, of course, she reiterates that not that she is Jennifer Walters, attorney at law. And that concludes uh, the episode as she returns back to, uh, to human form. So, this, this episode, it, one, it did a good job. It didn't waste any time in establishing who Jennifer Walters is, which I liked. I liked that a lot. Uh, and especially because it's not a movie or even uh, like an hour-long show, so they don't have time to drag through introductions. Um, it uh, it does create it does leave a viewer, especially a viewer that's unfamiliar with She-Hulk, with a lot of questions. But um, I, I don't think it, I don't think there's anything bad about how they just jumped right into it. Um, a lot of fourth wall breaks, which is common for anyone who is a She-Hulk reader. The fourth wall, she, she breaks the fourth wall often. Uh, the, a lot, it's very Deadpool-like in breaking the fourth wall. It, it's a common, common thing for, for She-Hulk. Um, and if you're a She-Hulk reader, it doesn't take away from the, the overall story. It doesn't mess up the vibe if you're familiar with She-Hulk at all. Um, and I think because of, the She-Hulk character is a not a very never been a very serious character. Uh, it doesn't feel off. If this character was a serious character, like a Captain America, um, you know, like a Daredevil or something like that, where you would ex- you wouldn't expect you would expect a more serious tone, uh, it wouldn't work. But She-Hulk is a very uh, a very fun character, so. It, it definitely it definitely works. Um, some things I guess some things I you know, there were a couple things I didn't like. I didn't think that were I thought they were a little rushed or sloppy. I, I think the the car crash to the bar incident was was pretty quick um, and and was kind of hastily cut, but that's not a huge deal. Um, one thing that was great is that uh, Tatiana Malsani and um, Mark Ruffalo worked very, very well together. Definitely could feel like they were uh, b- believable as cousins, uh, especially with, you know, as smart as attorneys are, they aren't considered that smart compared to, you know, genius level, you know, scientists like, like Bruce. Um, and they both had p- made points about the gen turning into a Hulk situation. Bruce was speaking from experience. However, the experience he was speaking from was his alone and, that's unique to him, and he failed to consider that um, his experience his experience was unique to him, and thus the advice that he was given may not be the best advice for her. And where Jen, uh, she was too quick to ignore Bruce's advice, you know, coming from somebody who had experienced it and had lived through what she was living through. She could have um, definitely benefited from his counsel. Um, and allowing him to, to speak you know, into her life a bit more than she was uh, initially 
willing to as in dealing with her her transition in into being a Hulk. Lastly, um, there are, we'll mention the egg credit scene here. Uh, there was an egg credit scene. There was a running uh, joke throughout this show about Captain America's sex life. Um, and for some reason, the, the prevalent thought for Jen was that Captain America died a virgin. And at the end, uh, in the egg credit scene, they're drinking at uh, his little bar in, in this Mexico Mexican hideaway. And while drunk, well, in tipsy, because uh, while Hulks, they can't really be drunk. But um, while a little buzzed, Bruce says that Cat, that, uh, that Steve, you know, had sex with uh, some girl on a USO tour. To which Jen, you know, explains Captain America, and they beep out where you know the F. Well, she begins. She made the F sound, but then obviously cut away before any expletive could really be said. Um, which some people probably didn't like. Um, because a lot of these Disney Plus shows and uh, Marvel MCU films have been uh, relatively tame um, and pretty safe for families to uh, to watch together. You know, you know, families with older kids, you know, um, 10, 11, 12, you know, teenagers especially. Uh, but that that's, you know, getting close to where some parents may not like it. Um, and I can understand that as a parent myself. However, I'm a She-Hulk reader, and I, I've i seen a whole bunch of, uh, you know, sexually promiscuous and explicit things going on in the pages of She-Hulk. So that, does not, that did not surprise me at all. Um, I would expect that out of a She-Hulk. Um, I, was, I was a little surprised because I didn't think that Marvel was going to go there with her, um, but they did. So, yeah. But all in all, five out of six, enjoyable show, and I really am looking forward to uh, the conclusion of, of She-Hulk. Tell me what you think. I would love to hear it. You can join us in the Jig Nation community to share your opinion about She-Hulk and any other sports or geek related topic. We'd love to have you join our community. It's easier than ever now on Facebook. And I want to thank you all for listening to this episode. Uh, on behalf of myself and Unique DNA, uh, I want to thank you for listening to the original Jig Podcast. And we could not do this show, not without you, Jigs, who continue to support us. So please and thank you for continuing to rate and review the show on your podcasting app of choice. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, and more. And if you can't find us, let us know at jignation at gmail.com or message us on Facebook at jignation. And until next time, peace.
ready to make an entrance, so back with cut. This is DJ What, and you're listening to the original Jeek Podcast. Man, I tell you what, though, with the theme of She-Hulk so far, and we saw her flip the bird, we've seen some violence, well, the sexual innuendo, man, I'm telling you, She-Hulk is a precursor for Deadpool. Watch and see. Watch and see. See.